This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoklords? What is up? Welcome to yet another wet-ass podcast, or a WAP for short, as some of you may know. How's it going today? I am uh, Shweezy, or uh, your girl may be calling me. Daddy. Here today, bringing you basically the greatest podcast of all time, Cancel Shweezy, uh, the podcast for all types of daddies. Daddy. And that is true. Are you ready to get fucked up today? Um, not even on accident. I did not press that button on accident. That was intentional, okay? Um, so, uh... Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. But welcome to the show today. We have a wonderful show. <clears throat> like I said, it's a show out there for all the daddies out there today. So I'm excited for all of you out there, um, to be listening to this. That's actually... I'm more excited that you are listening to this than I'm glad you're being here. Because... Honestly, this is the greatest self-help podcast that's ever, you know, that's ever existed. So why not listen or watch? We're on YouTube. Why don't you watch the show and uh, tell literally every person you know. You know how, like, when you're watching porn and you see, you know, a link like share on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you know, you know that share button? Because you always think, you know, my grandma would really like this porn. It's kind of like that. The Schwedcast is kind of like porn, you know? Everyone you've ever met will love it, and so that's why you need to tell the world. Uh, this is the cult that keeps on giving. So welcome to the show today. We have, literally, like I'm telling you, it's the best show we've ever made coming out to you today. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, like always, First of all, ride or die, bitch. I have EPs out now, Ride or Die Volume 2, Ride or Die Volume 1, out now. Wherever you stream your music, um, for those of you who don't know, that's Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, YouTube, Amazon. All those places are places that you uh, can be woken, awoken, shwoken, as I like to say. Shwake me up, shwake me up inside. And uh, something that you can actually go ahead and make yourself a better person because of, because I'm here to help you out. So go check out the music. That's a great first step in really making yourself 100% a better person in the eyes of Shweezus. Um, that's me. Uh, or, you know, sometimes you call me. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for checking out the show today. It's really, uh, yeah, so go check out the music. That'd be really cool. You can also follow me on all social media platforms. Um, when we say social media platforms, we mean uh 
Instagram, we mean Twitter, we mean Facebook, we mean um, TikTok. I think those are the only social media apps that I use. So those would be the only ones that you need to follow me on. Um, because This is the type of guy you get. And honestly, why would you not listen to the pod everywhere? Or follow me everywhere. Why would I keep saying the pod? This is a podcast. My pod is an awesome pod. It rains from recording and we put it on the internet. It's an awesome pod. Um, how great is my pod? Sing with me. How great is my pod? Uh, hopefully that comes back later. Um, but, um, you know, go check me out on all social medias. If you're not following over there, what the fuck are you doing with your life? What, what gives you the nerve to be who you are and who you, who do you think you are running around leaving scars, collecting your jar of hearts and tearing love apart? Um, but yeah, go check that out. You can also, um, uh, check me out on Twitch. I am streaming most of the time Thursdays in May. May not come on Mondays sometimes. I don't know. We, for sure on Thursdays, we may be switching it up every there. But I am posting the highlights from the Twitch stream. So if you're not able to make it, you don't have to switch through the, like the entire Twitch stream. Because sometimes there's, you know, loading screens and stuff like that. I do edit and put up highlights uh, or clips of that over on, I guess, the same YouTube channel that uh, you are watching the show on. If you're watching the show, if you're listening, you can go check out the Cancel Sweezy YouTube channel. What that will allow you to do is check out me gaming. I just recently played Five Nights at Freddy's, and it absolutely scared the shit out of me. Not in, in the sense of I was terrified, but there were so many fucking jump scares, it scared the living shit out of me. And uh, even editing, like, everything down was, like, pretty brutal. So, uh... I'm trying to check. I was wondering if there's any background noise. I'm gonna see if I have to remove that in post. Uh, if you don't hear anything, it's because I removed it in post. Um, but no. So, yeah, go check me out on Twitch. Give me a follow over there. Um, like I've said, on Twitch, uh, it's a little different than most other street, uh, websites and social media and stuff like that. Uh, on Twitch, you have a follow, which is just your free thing. Notify anytime me, your daddy, <laughs> starts streaming anything. And uh, just, you know, when I start streaming and shit like that. Um, but they also have a subscribe button. They're called subs, I guess. Oh, that's how Twitch works. Um, if you have an Amazon Prime account, uh, you already have access to one free sub a month. Um, basically, it's like a $5 deal, but with your Amazon Prime, uh, basically, it's a $5 value that you could financially be supporting daddy. <laughs> with literally not paying anything extra if you, since you already have your Amazon Prime account. So uh, be cool, be, uh, be awesome, and give us a subscribe and connect your Amazon Prime account. Make sure Jeff Bezos does not get an extra $5 because he has too much money. And I really like that. So go do that. Uh, if you want to financially just straight up financially support the show, we do have a Patreon that you can support daddy at and uh yeah that's just a great way to say thank you for being a friend um but there's also a ton of free shit that you can do as well so why not do that free shit um like i said if you're watching the show on youtube um obviously like the podcast you know like the episode if you really enjoyed the episode like the episode like the highlights because that helps the youtube algorithm trying to infiltrate the YouTube algorithm. We've infiltrated a lot of the podcast algorithms 
I can't really say that word. We've uh, integrated or uh, uh, tried to infiltrate it. That's the word. We infiltrated the algorithms on the podcast because I am seeing really good numbers on the pod. But we're trying to move up those YouTube numbers. So, you know, like like the videos you like. And, you know, when you see a highlight and you're like, you know, I know a friend wants to get into Cancel Sweezy, but I just don't know where to start. Well, the best place for you to start is to share a highlight, you know. When I do a funny bit, just go check out that. That's one. That's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And, uh, you know, share that. Um, obviously, subscribe to the channel, too. We just got to infiltrate that algorithm uh, for daddy and uh, guess what? And I really like that. So, you know, you, you got to do that. Um, and so, obviously, you know, do all the cool YouTube things like subscribe, uh, leave a comment, you know, with your opinions and thoughts. Uh, if you're on the audio end, obviously, you need to subscribe wherever you do listen to your podcast. Um, and share with your friends, obviously. I, I know you have friends. You, you can't be listening to the show and not have friends. Um, this is the type of guy you get. And uh, and then, you know, obviously leave a review. I know that's a great way to infiltrate those algorithms uh, is to leave a review on the audio side. That's that's And leave a five-star review, four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star. Um, you know, those are great ways to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, by just doing free shit. And... Uh, Free shit is still shit that you can do. All right, uh, <clears throat> let's uh, let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now is the real news. The real news that no one wants you to know, but I filtered through it and I found it for you. And uh, luckily, I was here to save the day and save you from all the harm that the news could possibly get to you. So. Um, let's just get right into it. Um, Catman on trial for murder in Argentina expelled from courtroom for meowing. This is from Reuters, as I've been told is properly pronounced. Uh, from Buenos Aires, uh, I was assuming that's in Argentina on October 26th. A man accused of killing his mother in, in Argentina, dubbed Catman by local media, was thrown out of a courtroom in the city of Mendoza on Tuesday after refusing the judge's order to stop meowing like a feline during his trial. Nicholas Gil Pereg, who is originally from Israel, is accused of a double homicide of his relatives who were visiting from Israel in 2019. Gil Pereg had previously asked the judge if he could have his pet cats with him in the psychiatric hospital where he is being held during his trial. In a video released by Mendoza District Attorney's Office, Gil Pereg begins to imitate the meow of a cat in courtroom while refusing to answer questions from prosecutors. Mr. Gil Pereg, before the entry of the jury, I warned you that if you wanted to remain in the courtroom, you should do so in silence with respect of decorum. Judge Laura Guajardo um, says for, before ejecting him, local media said his lawyers are expected to ask the courtroom to declare him mentally incompetent to face criminal charges. So, um... So he's either um, pulling a bit or um, he really is a cat guy. Um, well, you know. That's rough, buddy. Um, so I've gone over cat girls in the past, and uh, we all know cat girls. Um, some in, do we have? Some of us have cat girls in our lives. I don't have a cat girl in my life, but uh, I have a I have a dog. That's not my dog. His name is uh, Frong. Um, he is asleep right now, not causing any harm. We're going to see if we can get through a whole segment.
without him annoying the piss out of me or causing a distraction where I have to kick him out, we're going to see if he just acts like a good pupper and stays here. Um, but anyways, though, it's, uh, Catman was in the courtroom. What did he, killing his mother, Jesus, an aunt, Jesus, um, Jesus, um, but he, then he's also a cat, um, I guess, I mean, the judge is, like, obviously has some, somewhat of a case for, uh, to, uh, I guess, uh, say that face criminal charges, but he's also a, uh, it's also Argentina, so I don't know what the hell goes on there in their laws. I assume they have laws. If they have a courtroom, I assume they have laws. Um, yeah, and uh, just just saying here, um, we may need to get some other witnesses in as if he's a real cat guy or if he's just out of his mind. But uh, do, do women find cat guys as hot as cat girls? I mean, I'm not a cat girl guy myself, but I do check out a lot of Professor Lando. And he is very, he very much teaches me about, like, beast girls, I believe, monster girls, and uh, furries, kind of what the difference is, and he kind of breaks it down on, like, a five-step program, where I believe, like, a three is kind of, like, where the furries are, um, but then, like, at a five, it's just an animal, you just want a fucking animal at that point. He's really great. Like I've mentioned before, go check out Professor Lando, he needs to come on my podcast, and uh, we, need a, we need a chat, because I love that guy. Um, but yeah, no, he, he's very interesting. For Halloween, he was submissive and breedable. You know, you learn a lot about the submissive and breedable type of thing. But, uh, I don't know. Gil Pareg, is he submissive and breedable or is he a furry? Where does he fall on the scale of, um, what is okay for, like, the human-animal hybrid to stick their dick in. Um, but I have to imagine women are not into the cat guy thing or the cat man. Uh, I have to assume that women are only interested in, um, normal men because that's usually the case if they're not, there's a little bit of something going on there that I'm not going to be able to fully process right here. I can't do this all on my own. No, I know. Wait for it. I'm no Superman. So that you know, if you've, you know, but you don't know what that show is, but you probably do. It's not that, but not that hard of a show to uh, figure out. Okay, let's move on. Let's start out with Nintendo Life. I'm a big Nintendo fan. Let's get into it. The Pokemon Company is getting into sumo wrestling. All right, all right. Um, this is the type of guy you get. Um, we've been saying for years that sumo wrestling is basically the same as Pokemon, except with more consent and less catching your defeated foe in a ball. Now, finally, the two are becoming one as the Pokemon Company is becoming an official sponsor of sumo wrestling in partnership with the Nihon Sumo Kyokai uh, Kotaku for the... Oh, Kotaku for the translation. Okay, I can't say either of those words correctly. A part of the collaboration, the Pokemon Company is sponsoring several Kensho banners, which are paraded around the sumo wrestling ring before a match. The banner will feature well-known Pokemon from Pikachu to Makuhita, whose design is based on sumo wrestlers. There will be 200 different banners in total in the explainer by John Gunning for 
Japan Times, they say the Kensho banners are representations of the prize money st staked on matches by corporate sponsors, and each one costs uh, 62,000 uh, Japan dollars, or 545, or 400, 400, 545 real dollars, that's U.S. currency, uh, to buy. Roughly 90% of that goes to the winner, with half of it received immediately after the fight, and the other half going straight into a retirement fund. Uh, the Pokemon Kensho banners will appear in tournaments in November and in January. Sumo wrestlers will also be sporting Pokemon-themed Kensho Ma Moashi, the ceremonial aprons worn during the ring entering ceremony. All right, so I mean, um, I feel like the title was a little misleading on that. Um, they're spawn. They Pokemon's getting into sumo wrestling. No, they're not getting into sumo wrestling. They're going to start sponsoring sumo wrestling. There's a big, big freaking difference uh, to that. And uh, yeah, there is a lot of a difference to uh, what. This article is time. So, shame on Nintendo Life for fooling me, Daddy Shweezy. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, yeah, obviously, I think it's a good thing. I mean, it's a Japan thing, and, uh, Pokemon is from Japan. Therefore, it's a good idea for Pokemon to, yeah, be supporting that shit. Um, another thing, though, I've, I'm not well educated in sumo wrestling, um, to be honest. This is the type of guy you get. But one thing I will say is, uh, after a sumo wrestling match, those dudes have to smell bad. Um, they have to, it has to smell awful. Like, those locker rooms, like, have you ever been to a high school locker room? It's, it just smells bad with people in it before they sweat. And then, uh, and then after, uh, and after they sweat, it's pretty bad. Um, Smells really bad. In high school, I remember people would just spray Axe body spray as if it was a shower. Um, I hate to break it to some people. I know most of us have learned, but uh, some of us haven't. Axe body spray is not a shower. It's not a shower in a can, and I'm sorry to break that to you. You want your penis touched? Um, honestly, even like those scents have been associated now with bad smelling men. So, um, honestly. What I will tell you is to 100% don't, uh, don't use Axe Body Spray because the girls are like, oh, this is not a good smell. They get all associated with neck beards and nice guys, trademark. They will, they will not like you. So just use literally anything else. You know, honestly, just some deodorant. If your clothes are clean, just use some basic deodorant. You will be fine after your showers. Please just shower. Um, I know sumo wrestlers do. I hopefully, I assume they do. Hopefully, uh, sumo wrestlers don't shower. Um, never invite me to anything sumo wrestler related. Um, to be honest, I don't want to go. Um, there's a reason I don't. For that, because that smell, that sounds like it smells awful. That's rough, buddy. Okay. Um. This is one I really want to talk about because it's very wholesome. Uh, Mark Hoppus plays Blink-182 hits with Travis Barker in first show since beating cancer. Straight out of the Rolling Stone. 
uh, my favorite news, music news magazine, uh, Mark Hopp has performed live for the first time since announcing that he was cancer-free in September. The Blink-182 frontman was joined by bandmate Travis Barker and musician Kevin Thrasher-Gruft for a pay-per-view Halloween concert hosted by Barker. Hoppus wore a Batman outfit at the House of Horrors show to perform What's My Age Again? The Rock Show and Family Reunion. In September, the Blink bassist and vocalist took to social media to share that he was cancer-free after beginning chemotherapy for stage 4 lymphoma earlier this year. Just saw my oncologist and I'm cancer-free. He shared in a Twitter statement, Thank you, God and universe and friends and family and everyone who sent support and kindness and love. I still have to get scanned every six months and it'll take me until the end of the year to get back to normal, but today is an amazing day and I feel so blessed. Can I get a W in the chat? Um, and, uh, and I really like that. In an interview with Travis Barker after the performance, the drummer told event organizer No Cap that Hoppus Health Update was the best news all year. That's my brother, Mark, doing this and us playing a few songs. It's just incredible. And I've been with him through this whole process, and he's been, he's just been so strong and resilient and tough. And I just told him, elbows up and fight. It's time to fight. And he did. The House of Horrors show also featured Machine Gun Kelly and Avril Lavigne. In July, Hoppus appeared on a Twitch stream where he played bass for the first time since his diagnosis. Uh, don't o- Not only is this the first time that I've tried to play these songs in well over a year, this is the first time that i felt well enough to play my bass since I was diagnosed. He said, this is the first time i picked up my bass in a few months even, he added before playing 2005 track, Not Now. So, first of all, we all have to say... And I really like that. I know this isn't my usual news update, um that uh, of people, um, you know, just goofy, goofy shit that I see. But I'm very happy. I've been kind of following this uh, since June when I saw it. Uh, I'm very, you know, I'm very happy um, that he's better and hopefully he stays because we need Mark Hoppus. We need Blink-182 because they are popping. I'm a product of my generation. Um, I like that pop punk shit. I like Blink-182. That is my shit. This is what I grew up listening to. This is the shit I like. And, uh, fell in love with the girl at the rock show. She said, what? They're selling chocolates. And I told her that I didn't know. Um, so I'm really happy about that. Um, so very happy that Marcus cans are free. And let's just, just gotta keep doing thoughts and prayers. Um, they don't work for gun violence. Actually, that's the only thing that works for gun violence. But, uh, but send those to Marcus Hoppus. Marcus Hoppus. I don't think his real name is Marcus. Um, but, uh, another interesting thing, Kevin Thrasher Gruft was playing the songs with them. They didn't have Mike Skiba. And, uh, cause I was hearing rumors that he was getting back with Blink. But, um... I don't think that's going to be the case anymore, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I know he's touring with angels and airwaves and I don't know, but, uh, I guess, I guess, you know, blink one, two, I don't know. I hope I'm not really wanting them to be releasing new stuff. Just be like, go up there, just play the hits. That's all we kind of want from you. You've, you've done your prime. Uh, you, you just need to play the hits, but I'm glad for that. I did see the concert was like, there's a YouTube stream of it. So I'm going to have to check that out, obviously for obvious reasons. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day though, let's put a W for Mark Hoppus. Cause he cancer free 
and uh, you know he's getting ready to go full throttle. And uh, this is the type of guy you get. Um, yeah. So all that being said, let's move on. Uh, this is from USA Today. Report: Man confesses he was immature after throwing wife's body out of plane into the ocean. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. Uh, a former plastic surgeon convicted on circumstantial evidence of killing his wife finally gave a confession 20 years later that stunned prosecutors. Robert Bierenbaum admitted he threw his wife's body out of an airplane and into the ocean nearly three decades ago during a parole hearing in December 2020. ABC News reported, I wanted her to stop yelling at me and I attacked her. According to a transcript of the hearing obtained by ABC News, the confession comes after his wife, Gail Katz, went missing in 1985 in Manhattan. Bierenbaum maintained his innocence after her disappearance and was not charged with murder until 2000. Uh... Dan Bibb, one of the prosecutors of the case, told ABC, I was stunned because I always thought that the, that that day would never come and that he would own up, take responsibility for having killed his wife. In the transcript, Bierenbaum admitted he strangled cats before taking flight. I opened the door and then took her body out of the airplane over the ocean, the transcript said, according to ABC. He also admitted he was immature <laughs> and didn't know how to control his anger. According to the New York Times, cats went missing on July 7, 1985, and her body was never found. Uh, I bet it's in the ocean. I'm going to make a guess. Uh, Bierenbaum uh, was a suspect in the case for over a decade, but police didn't have enough evidence to bring charges against him. In the 15 years Katz was missing, the former surgeon remarried, had a daughter, and started plastic surgery practices in Las Vegas and North Dakota. On October 24, 2000, a jury found Bierenbaum guilty of second-degree murder after prosecutors provided evidence he flew over the Atlantic Ocean on the day Katz went missing, according to the New York Times. The case was entirely circumstantial, but was enough for Bierenbaum to be convicted. He made many attempts to have his conviction appealed, but was unsuccessful. His next parole hearing is in November, and he remains in prison, according to ABC. Um, so, uh, first of all... That's rough, buddy. Um, second of all, you know, I, I recently watched you. I'm actually going through the audiobook of the first book. I mean, just go through the first three. Um, but, uh, you know... So, he dumped the body in 1985 and then wasn't charged until 2000. Um... So, yeah, before you can get charged, you have to have evidence. And the evidence, I guess... Um... I guess there's some... The evidence came up 15 years later. Um... But what's, okay, what's the uh, statute of limitations or whatever? What's that rule? I don't know. Um, anyways, though, you, I just like you, like, you know, I was immature back then. And, uh... I didn't really know how to control my anger. I'm like, Jesus, dude, you strangled someone to death. I was, I was pretty immature back then. Apparently, let's just, let's just bring this up here. Immaturity is strangling your wife and then dumping her body in the middle of the ocean. Um, so, just so we all know, that is immaturity. Um, I can say I must be a pretty mature man myself, if you didn't know, because I never dumped someone's body into the ocean, nor have I ever strangled and murdered someone. Uh, because... This is the type of guy you get. 
and uh, also in my relationships. First of all, ride or die, bitch. So, uh, mainly... This is the type of guy you get. As some of you would say. But anyways, though, what was the lesson we learned here? Um, don't kill people because it's very immature. Look at you. You were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Look at how lucky you are. But you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations. You played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know. I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly, because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so I saw this TikTok recently, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of times you you don't always see TikTok that gives you a very deep thought. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. And, uh, you know, with that being said, um, I'm going to play this TikTok, and I don't think the music should be copyrighted, but I'm going to play it for you. Okay, so here's the TikTok. Good childhood 4.0 GPA, financially stable, green eyes, big tits. Look <sighs> at <laughs> all these Sonic games. <laughs> uh, so, you know, no, it just made me laugh a lot. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> she has a virgin king. I'm like, here's all my Sonic games right here for you. 
Um, like literally he's putting down like probably every Sonic game from, I want to say maybe original Xbox to switch. Um, even like remakes, uh, GameCube, GameCube to switch and then Xbox 360, uh, and then I guess he had an Xbox 360 and then an, an Xbox one Sonic game. So yeah, basically all of that, which is just fucking hilarious. Um, so that gave me the rather deep thought. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Could I fake being a virgin to tricking a woman with a virgin kink into consensual sex? That is the, that is the deep question i'm not gonna play uh that is the deep thought i had i think i could pull it off um the problem is i'm a little too confident that's the real problem uh, i pull off being a little too confident to be honest with y'all um but i guess if i i guess i could act like i don't have confidence like i guess like the anxiety that's in my head all the time just be like oh i can't believe you think that of me you know just like let that side come out and uh Maybe, yeah, maybe I could trick someone. But the problem is finding a woman with a virgin king. Now, men, men, there's a lot of men out there with a virgin king. It's probably not too hard to find a man out there with a virgin king. Um, but that's kind of weird to me. Um, there's a weirdness to that. Um, probably with breaking hymens, which I'm too old to do that. Um, but, uh. So no, it's, uh, these things are very funny, and these things can make me laugh, make me laugh, make me laugh. Hey, so, you know, that's very interesting, but I think I could, I could pull off a virgin kink, maybe. Um, I don't know, well, what do y'all think? Could I pull off a virgin kink? That is a good question for society, uh, to try and deal with, um, I could try and deal with it, but I don't know. That's another just deep thought. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. And I hope you like it, because... This is the type of guy you get. Oh. Okay. Recently, I watched uh, the new Pokemon movie, which I just hear all vaginas drying up right now um, after I talk about having a virgin king. But if you have a virgin king... <laughs> Oh, good, good, trend, good segue. Um, but no, I watched the new Pokemon movie, Pokemon the Movie, Secrets of the Jungle. Now, I like the Pokemon video games. They're fun to play, and uh, I enjoy that shit. Uh, white people, white people. Which I don't think it's a white people only thing. I think I just pressed the wrong button. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Uh, anyways, though, so... Um, so yeah, we're about to get in some serious nerd shit. So you know, some of you are going to need to calm your tits. And then are the others of you just need to uh, come along for the ride. And I really like that. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and I kind of realized, you know, finishing this movie, I'm like, Pokemon movies have gotten a lot weirder. Now, I occasionally watch the Netflix-dubbed anime. Uh, it's kind of more on in the background. Or I put it on, like, I'll play video games or something like that, like Fortnite. Uh or Minecraft, which I will be playing soon, uh, twitch.tv slash the shweezy. Um, but no, it's so, it's very interesting. Um, 
but yeah, this Pokemon movie has just gotten super weird. Um, but you know, before I actually start talking about the movie, I just want to say here uh, that the uh, the movie is about a mythical Pokemon, a mythical Pokemon named Zarude. Now, here here's what a mythical Pokemon is. A mythical Pokemon is uh, a Pokemon you cannot find in the game at all or in a in a Pokemon game technically without um like a special event or a giveaway or something like that so it's like you you like with legendary Pokemon and Pokemon games there's only one of them but they're still in the game sometimes there's uh ex- exclusives uh per game like one Pokemon that's exclusive per game like so it te- those are technically legendary Pokemon but there is one per game that you technically can get now with uh now, what I'll say with uh, Mythical, like, they're not in any game. They're not version exclusives. They're not in any game whatsoever. You either have to get them, you have to get them from, like, a special event or some shit like that. Um, with Zarude, I guess the, Zarude, like I said, Zarude is a Mythical Pokemon. Um, the only way to, I think, get it was to get a um, ticket from the movie when it was premiering in Japan in theaters. It wasn't in the U.S. It was only in Japan in theaters. So, uh, for me to get that, and you needed it, this Pokemon, like I'll say, you needed it to complete, uh, your Isle of Armor Pokedex. And now I did get one. I do have one. Uh, however, it was a pain in the ass to get it. And, uh, so that was annoying to me with this mythical Pokemon. Um, but, uh, then you learn in the movies, in this movie, there's a whole herd of Zarude in this area. It doesn't say it's the Isle of Armor in the, uh, Galar region, but it had a ton of Galar Pokemon. Safe to assume it was the Isle of Armor. I think a lot of the Isle of Armor Pokemon, I don't know how much the anime and the games were meeting up at, uh, at that point. This is the type of guy you get. So anyways, uh, let's, I'm going to get into the plot of this story. Um, of, of a kid, this is a kid's movie also. So I'm a 28 year old man watching a kid's movie. Um, so the main premise of this story is that a boy was left in the jungle for, uh, plot reasons, which you will find out when you watch the movie, but he was left in the jungle. Uh, then he was found by the mythical Pokemon Zarude. Now, like I said, there's more than one Zarude in this, uh, movie. And, uh, the weird thing with the movie, like Pokemon usually just say their name and shit like that. This Pokemon, uh, we understand they all speak English. They may have spoken Japanese in the Japanese movie, but they speak English in this one. And so this Zarude, which we will now refer to as Dada Zarude, which is short for Dada, like dad. Uh, when they had like the special event, you can get a Dada Zarude. And I was like, oh, Dada is probably just some weird word or something like that. No, it's, it's short for dad. I figured that out. I'm like, well, I'm an idiot. Um, but uh, then you realize, yeah, so I figured that out. But then this Zarude get kicked, gets kicked out of the pack of the other Zarude. And uh, then he... Um, then what we'll say is that, um, then he raises the kid and then from a troop. So and the more of the plot is all this rude tribe lives in these giant ass trees. And then, uh, I guess some scientists want to harvest the energy, the healing energy power from this giant ass tree. Um, but then, uh, so that was the main goal, but then but you no, know, like there's one evil scientist apparently. And then all the other scientists were like, you know, we don't want to destroy the Zarude's habitat. And, uh, yeah. And the, the mean evil ones like, I don't care. And then he brings this mecha big hole machine over there. Um, 
but then like the feral boy meets up with Ash Ketchum for some reason. And Ash isn't with any other crew members like he usually is. He's just by himself. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that, you know, that makes sense. So Ash meets up with a, uh, feral boy who was raised by a monkey Pokemon. Uh, I guess, and then they fight the scientist and, um, that's mainly the movie. So, uh, if you, if you wanted to figure that out, that's the whole movie. <laughs> that's basically the movie. It's a, it's a little Tarzan, a little Pokemon, uh, a little Isle of Armor from the Pokemon DLC games. Um, a little of evil scientists trying to use, actually his goals were genuine. Like this, y'all don't understand this healing power. The healing power will save the world. Probably would have. Um, but, uh, the moral people was like, don't destroy this Pokemon's habitat. That's evil. Um, it's evil. And he, he loses in the end. I'll just spoil that. Congratulations. You played yourself. He loses in the end. It's, uh, that's rough, buddy. It is pretty rough for him, but uh, you know, um, it is it is good. You know, it is a good meaning. Um, like if we found some tree that could heal everyone from any disease, and it was in like the Amazon rainforest, but in this giant ass tree uh, lived a rare endangered species of monkey Pokemon, and destroying this tree to harness its energy power would. Would, at this point, would not allow, would kill off the species, probably. Uh, Jeff Bezos probably would do it. I mean, Elon Musk might. What, what, I feel like Bill Gates would probably, because he's trying to be the, like, good, he's trying to be, like, the good, you know, like, environmentally friendly, like, take your vaccines and stuff like that. I don't want this Bill Gates chip in my vaccine. Can I get two large Cokes from McDonald's? Yada, 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 you know, that's the, you know... This is the type of guy you get. So, uh, and, uh, what if it's, like, a rare ladybug species? Can anybody tell me what can I do with these ladybugs? That's a good, um, you know, that's a, it's a good, it's a good message. So, don't destroy the habitat of an endangered species, even if it will cure cancer. I guess that's the, that's the lesson of this film, but, uh... Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird film. I you know, and I've heard of feral kids and like you know Jungle Book type shit. Um, they don't even in like the real Jungle Book story. I think he ends up going back with the wolves or whatever. Cartoon ones like you got to live with the humans. Okay, and you're like Wah. I have to assume he's they're all all crazy and shit like that. Um, that is a weird thing. Like if you're raised by animal, like how do you get raised by animal? That's very lucky. Uh, to be raised by animals. Um, it's very convenient, it's very convenient, too, to be raised by animals. Uh, that they didn't kill you and eat you immediately. That's also a good thing. Um, you know, maybe Harambe could still be with us. We just figured out what, see what they would have done. You know, with that kid, honestly, maybe they should have shot the kid. The He's gonna get hurt and the girl is endangered. Humans are endangered. <laughs> I just remember, I think the summer the Harambe thing happened, it was, I was interning and someone made a very joke that, yeah, the Chicago Police Department had to go and shoot down the gorilla or some shit like that. Uh, probably doesn't make sense to any of you right now and none of you are laughing at this, but uh, regardless of the situation, 
what I thought by the end of it, back in my day, uh, Pokemon movies made a lot more sense and uh, were a lot better and a lot gooder, if that makes you want to know. So I just want to talk about, like, Pokemon, the first movie. They were very bold in knowing that they would make other movies after this one. So it's a very bold proclamation. It's like uh, The Greatest Showman uh, singing the song, This is the Greatest Show, the very first song of the whole thing. I haven't actually watched the whole thing yet. I listen to that song. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of bored. I, and I had to go off and I'd do something. I don't know what I was doing. Anyway, I just love the boldness of, This is the greatest show. Run away is run in the night. Impossible comes through. This suffocating you. Um, so it's very, very, very cool. It's very cool. Um, very bold. A lot of balls on them. And remember, I'm not being sexist. Women have balls too. That's where pee is stored. That's why they call it the penis. Pee is stored in the balls. Um, anyways, yeah, let's go to the Pokemon the first movie. You know, like I said, bold title. Um, basically Mewtwo, one of the most powerful Pokemon in the world, uh, becomes self-aware, uh, learns how to speak English and realizes he was made to be a weapon by Team Rocket. Uh, so he creates his own island and, uh, invites like a bunch of trainers to come to it. Um, for some reason, I did watch the remake of it. Um, I, I don't know why they made that. Uh, they could have just left the original as is. Um, then he clones all the Pokemon and then forces them to battle each other. And then Ash actually ends up trying to go hand to hand with Mewtwo, um, who's psychic, by the way, and, uh, fighting is weak to psychic. So Ash really got his ass whooped and Ash eventually, uh, sacrificed himself and turned to stone and Pikachu started crying. All the Pokemon started crying. I was crying. I've only cried four times while watching a movie, uh, Pokemon, the first movie, and then three times during Avengers Endgame. So, um, if you wanted to know the truth about me, is that I did cry during Pokemon, the first movie. But, regardless of also that situation, um, that sound? Okay. Um, but eventually, after Ash's sacrifice, uh, Mewtwo realizes humans are good, and he wipes everyone's memory, yeets them away back to a Pokemon Center, and everyone forgot the lesson they learned. Um, which is a great ending to any story. Um, you learned a lesson and now you forgot it. Um, you just wasted my time. Um, now that I think about it, I think this movie was pretty, movie was pretty weird. Maybe all Pokemon movies are weird and I didn't think about it. I know the Entei one where this little girl is, possesses this little girl and Entei, well, I don't know, one of the other is possessed, um, by Entei, the Pokemon, and, uh, maybe they're all weird. Um, that's rough, buddy. Maybe my childhood was weird, and that's why I just talk on this show. All right. So, I initially wanted a little bit of cringe. And, uh, so, w w w who thinks of himself, I want to, I want to cringe at something. That's rough, buddy. Who thinks that way? I do. And so I decided, um, to watch uh, the uh, movie I Can Only Imagine based off the story of a guy named Bart and uh, his story about how he wrote the, the, the most popular 
Christian song ever, I guess, stats-wise. Um, you know, I would say probably, no, I would say stat radio play, radio sales-wise, he's the great, probably the most popular Christian song um, stats-wise. I would assume the real one is Amazing Grace. I would assume that one's probably the most popular one. Um, but uh, who knows? My watch says I was standing for... Uh, I was standing and I reached my stand goal and I did not. I was sitting down. Um, so reasons why I decided on this movie. Um, one, one reason is friend of the show and friend of me, Grass Kingdoms. He made this weird ass remix with 808s and like a hip hop drum beat. And that guy was like, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, to, I I can only imagine. It's like 808 and stuff like I would play, but it's uh, copyright. I would get copyright claimed. So I can't, which is unfortunate. Um, another thing, I came up with a memory in 2009. My parents' church made a big deal about how I can only imagine turned 10 years old and how much of an impact it made on everyone. And I thought it was that was cringy then. And it's so unfortunate that at the 20th year anniversary in 2019, I missed that anniversary as well. So it's very unfortunate. I missed the 20 year anniversary at churches. Cause that's when I stopped going to all of them. Um, and, um, I think the final reason this song has been in my head, I've been trying to make a cursed mashup of this song. I tried, uh, Africa by Toto could not get it to work. I tried ants marching by Dave Matthews band, real fans call him Dave. So I'm calling him the Dave Matthews band. And, uh, I also tried, I think the one I could get some success on, but I think I need to educate myself more on how to do these cursed mashups was I can only imagine and, uh, the sweater song by Weezer. So I tried, tried, I think I just need to educate myself more on how to do it. And once I learn how to do it, I will try to make something and I will probably post it, uh, probably on TikTok. So that's probably the only place I can post it. But, uh, anyways, though. And oh, and the final reason my mom told me I needed to watch it in 2018, where I was like, no, I'm not watching Christian, I'm not watching any Christian media. So um, some of you may be thinking, some of you who don't know me as well uh, may not know, maybe thinking like this guy's just going to be an asshole in Christian media for no reason. I'd like to tell you, um, I was all in to the Christian, uh, the Christian lifestyle. I went full throttle. This is the type of guy you get. To full throttle for the longest time. And, uh, to be honest, um, I was definitely into it. And, uh, even then when I was very devout before I decided, I'm like, I'm not going to church anymore in 2017. That was the year I made the decision. Uh, I don't think I'm going to church anymore. Um, even back then we all agreed that Christian movies and a lot of Christian media sucks ass. We all agreed that it sucks ass. Uh, especially Christian hip hop, that is the literal worst. I can watch the movies because at least in the movies, it's like these guys aren't real actors. They're like church people. So in my mind, I was like, okay, well, I mean, obviously they're bad. So, I mean, like it's not their fault. They were not properly trained in this. But in uh, Christian hip hop, you should be trained in at least some form of music before you go into music. Um, 
I'd rather listen to SoundCloud rappers. Yep, yeet, skirt, skirt. <laughs> and, you know, shit like that than Christian hip-hop. The Bible is the word and the word of God and the God is the word. And I'm like, it's the corniest shit. It's like old hip-hop. I went to the hat store today and I bought myself a hat. Ha-ha! Uh, like, that old shit. Um, so, yeah, I was like coming in, that's why I was coming into this with a lot of cringe. Uh, but surprised to my knowledge, I learned that, um, I think one of my roommates turned the AC on and, uh, I have my window open. So let's close that shit. Window is now closed and that was edited out because I didn't want you to see my gut. Uh, but no. So, uh, when I was surprised to see that this movie was produced by Lionsgate, I don't know if they're the producers or they're the studio behind uh, this movie. So I was very surprised to see that shit. Um, and you know, I'm going to be honest. I was, it wasn't as cringy as I thought it would be. Um, but there is some things, but I'm going to complain about it. And here I go. Um, I got to talk about, uh, the whole story kind of revolves around, uh, his dad and like the story between Bart and his dad. And, uh, so that was the, kind of the main story. And so, uh, surprise, surprise, Bart's dad was played by Dennis Quaid. And I was like, whoa, they actually got big name actors. And they have like Cloris Leachman had a, like a small role in it. Um, and then, uh, who was, who was the big, who was the one that Trace Adkins was in the movie? I, I feel like it's it's a weird movie when you have a country star doing an acting role. I've come to realize that. Like, you get Tim McGraw in the movie. He's, you know, he called me brother once. So, we're cool. Um, but, uh, you know, it's always funny when they get just one random-ass country music star. Which is weird because, like, the, the movie, like, kind of near the end of it. Because the Christian music industry, 100%, is all in Nashville. Maybe some in L.A., but it's majority in Nashville. Uh... So it's like, and then Nashville's also country music too. So it's like, I just love the idea. It's like, is Trace Adkins your manager? <laughs> Shit like that. Um, but anyways, though, so Dennis Quaid, I don't think I remembered his name in the movie. So we're just going to call him Dennis Quaid. Uh, he plays a piece of shit in the movie. Um, he literally will fight anyone. He's, uh, he's like the... Uh, trapped guy, Aaron, not Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's, uh, that's a guy who plays Quicksilver and soon to be Craven the Hunter. Um, Quicksilver, uh, no, uh, Taylor Johnson or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't really think about him a lot, but the guy's just like, it's strong. I'll take you on. It's strong. I'll take on anyone. And then had the nerve to only have one decent song and the nerve of him to release a greatest hits album. Um, anyway, so he, he'll fight anyone. He's headstrong. He'll take on anyone. And, uh, that's including his wife and son. Uh, he, he just wants to fight everything. And, uh, then he acts surprised when his wife leaves him like some, like some dumbass boomer. So yeah, it's like really funny. And then like his son was like a football player and then he broke both his legs and he's like, can't play football anymore. And then, uh, he's like, this is the biggest disappointment of my life. I'm like, your son can't play football anymore from playing football. Like those accidents happen. Just think of all like the people who could have been like, you know, like you hear about those stories. Like I could have back my day, I could have thrown a football quarter mile. I'll tell you, 
<laughs> you hear those stories. Um, but, uh, you also don't hear, um, you also don't hear, uh, like, you know, you hear those people, but then like there's actual people probably they could have gone pro, you know, but they have like just some injury and in, like high school or something like that. And like, they, they're like, yeah, we don't think you should be able to should be playing football anymore or something like that. Or like, you know, a lot of sports are like that. Like if you get injured enough in high school, it's like, it could end your career. So that's a weird thing. It's like, you're kind of gambling every time you play. It's like, well, I could be really good, but if just one injury could ruin my hopes and dreams for the rest of my life. Anyways, though, uh, he has to sign up for like Glee Club or whatever, and he doesn't tell his dad about it, and then he eventually has to do a musical. Uh, Oklahoma, and his dad, he didn't invite his dad. He found out from like sitting at Denny's, and uh, his son's in Oklahoma, which is, I don't know which one is more unfortunate, uh, a father not being invited to his son's musical performance or the fact that your son is in Oklahoma, the musical. That's unfortunate. Um, I would be disappointed. I'm like, man, your school's doing Oklahoma. You, what's Is your school okay? Like, is there something wrong with your school? Why would you do Oklahoma? It's, Oklahoma sucks as a musical if you didn't know. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, though, yeah, but eventually, like, he drives Bart away for, you know, he, Bart's like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm going away. Uh, cause I can't deal with your shit anymore, dad. I'm like, no shit. You know, he's not coming back for a rematch, Dennis Quaid. So he's not headstrong. He won't take on anyone. So yeah, he leaves. And then eventually he has to come, he comes back after, well, I'll get into that. And then like he, his dad became a Christian and, uh, and then him and his dad, made amends and you know it's a big part of his story you know it's like a big part of the story and um you know eventually yeah uh, they do good and then um figure shit out and then uh oh yeah and his dad his dad passed out at the denny's which i thought was related to him finding out his son was performing in oklahoma but uh it was not um that's rough buddy he found out he had cancer and uh you know how you get can you know how sometimes you just get cancer randomly, and then sometimes you get cancer because you're a piece of shit. He got cancer because he was a piece of shit. They didn't, like, make him in a good light. Even, like, his little redemption story didn't do a good light. And so once, you know, Bart finds out Dennis Quaid has cancer, they, you know, spend time together until he dies, and then he eventually dies um, because he found Jesus. I, you know, glad they figured their shit out, but they probably should have gone to therapy, too. Um, I'm not the expert here. I'm just saying, but... Then, you know, that inspired the song, I Can Only Imagine. That's how it, his song was inspired, by his dad. I don't know. But, like, his musical journey was funny, too, because uh, when he entered, like, the Glee Club classroom, they were singing Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen, which is really funny, because I'm assuming they wanted to, like, only Christian music in this movie. But they were like, well, uh, we gotta, I want to do something that's kind of secular, but that they would actually be allowed to perform in schools. But, uh, like, but also something the Christians will, you know, be okay with. So they sing, hallelujah, hallelujah. And, uh, and so, you know, because God's not allowed in schools. Um, they're being pretty stingy in those schools. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, so, yeah, it's like, and so, yeah, you know, he does the Glee Club thing, so. And, um, and this was this was weird because they didn't really make fun of him for it, but they kind of like joked around at him. Ha <laughs> Bart, you know, 
Because I'm like, it wasn't this back in the day when singing was gay. Like, I thought that was back in the day. Like, this is when singing was gay. Um, that's probably, that's also why he didn't tell his dad that shit. Because I'm like, I don't want my dad knowing. Uh, my dad be like, that's gay shit. Don't, stop doing gay shit. Um, don't do, don't do gay shit. Um, and then, well, yeah. And then eventually, like, you know, he joins Mercy Me. And, uh, then like, you know, they do this big performance and then, uh, manager Trace Adkins, uh, meets, you know, meets with all these like radio executives, record labels and shit like that. And the record label people have to be like, look, we got to do what's going to make sales and shit like that. Even when it's Christian music, which feels like you're using God to make money. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird line. Um, and then, you know, typically in meetings like that, it's good to have like your manager, or your agent or whatever, be the one to go into that meeting. That way they can break it to you in a good way. Um, but Bart's like going out, I don't know what you guys have to say. And then they're like, dude, you have nowhere in this music industry. Uh, we cannot sell you. You know, it's just that how it is. And he's like, ah! and then he's like, I quit. And then, you know, um, shit like that, so he's like, that's when I'm gonna go back to my dad, that's why he went back to his dad, because apparently all that was, uh, resolved around daddy issues, so, yeah, um, and all kind of went back to daddy issues, um, but yeah, I know, like I said, Trace Adkins plays Scott Brinkle, I guess, their agent or something like that, or a manager, um, you know, like at the beginning, he's like, you guys suck, and then it's like, I don't want to hear Trace Adkins tell me I suck, um, Cause I don't even think I know any Trace Adkins songs, but, uh, but then Bart convinced him, convinces him to come on there. They're in like Texas touring and like he got a rental car in middle of nowhere, Texas. And then he got on their converted school bus, the tour bus. Um, I've seen, I've seen that simply. It's, it's not the worst idea. They made beds and stuff like that. So it's not the, wasn't the worst. Um, that was funny. Like that whole, like, how did they get? Trace Adkins for the movie, like, and now I'm like, oh, this might actually have a budget, oh, and then, like, he had this love story with this girl named Shannon, like, when he was a little kid, he met her at, like, a church camp, and then she wrote in her notebook, it's like, I love Bart, and then Bart saw it, he's like, oh, no, and the other week, she's like, I'm gonna marry you, and then he's like, okay, whatever, then they did it through high school, and then when he decided to leave his dad, he's like, oh, I'm gonna pursue my music career, fuck off, Shannon, and then he's like, wondered why, well, Shannon, why don't you like me anymore? Stuff like that. It's really funny how he's just like, oh, I don't understand why she doesn't like me anymore. Um, and like, yeah, and so it's funny. Um, oh, yeah. One night, then, yeah, she's surprised she's not wanting to deal with it. I think, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I put this in, like, in my notes weird, but uh, the reason, yeah, he went back to Zab because Trey's acting is like, you got to. I think I quoted it. You got to deal with your father before you can become a, be in a famous Christian band. Um, so yeah, that's with it. So yeah, the, the moral is really like he wrote, I can only imagine, uh, when his dad dies. And, uh, so then like, I think about, oh yeah. And like, no, it's funny. Like he has a Michael W. Smith, listen to it. And he's like a pothead version of Michael W. Smith. He's like, oh man, this is far out. And I was like, what? Um, Oh, yeah, and then and there's a big... He was supposed to go with Amy Grant, and then Amy Grant decided to give it back to them, and they are like, we're keeping it, we're keeping it, we're keeping it, and then it blew up. It became, like, the highest-selling Christian song ever. Um, 
So yeah, it was just you know, just a small story. But it's it's weird, you know, thinking because the song isn't now listening back, it doesn't feel like a um Christian song. Now it feels like this is a song about your father. It's like how you'll meet your dad again, you know, kind of like See You Again by Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. It's kind of like that, but like they kind of snuck Jesus into it. And uh, so they could sell Jesus records. So, you know, I'm going to say this. Um, if you were in the Christian thing for a while, and you know, I can only imagine it's kind of an, and you like music, like music history or kind of interested in stuff like that. You know, it's not the worst movie to watch but it's not as much cringe as I was expecting. So go into it with that in mind. We live in a society, and our current society actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do hmm, basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So, using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin, which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. Uh, with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh, you asked for it, so it's time for me to give you some advice. Some advice to save your life, to save your marriage, to save your friendships, to save your soul, even. Uh, Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Let's just get right into it, okay? What Shall we? Shall we just get right into it? What do boobs feel like? I don't think I'll ever find out for myself, and I really want to know. First of all, I'm going to have to say it, buddy... You need to get, gain some confidence, okay? I'm assuming this is a guy who wrote this. Um, some of the girls would be like, what do boobs feel like? Just if it's a woman who's writing this, just I'll just let you know. Exactly like yours. If there's a lump in it, go to a doctor. I've been told. That's why apparently in fellas, this is a weird endorsement, but I'll say this right now. Fellas, if you're feeling up a woman, it's boobies. And uh, you feel a weird lump, let her know because she needs to see a doctor. It's just, uh, it's kind of like finding a lump on your nuts, but women don't really 
do a lot with your nuts as much as we do with boobs. It's it's a weird, it's a weird con. Oh, ladies, if you feel something weird in the nutsack, let the guy know. So we can go. If you feel a lump anywhere, just go to a doctor. Okay. Um. Anyways, though, buddy, you need to step up your game. Step up your confidence, buddy. You're like, I'm never gonna be able to feel a boob. First of all, there are plenty of cool women. I will say this: cool women out there that will be like. I'll let you touch my boobs, and as long as they feel safe with you, they probably will be okay with it. Um, not all women do. They don't just go off asking every woman you see, can I touch your boobs? And I really like that. Because you will play yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. But, uh, you know, no, buddy, uh, you'll feel a boob. Um, basically, if... Um, it's just kind of squ- What would I describe a boob feeling like? Um... Boobs, huh? Hmm, what, what would be the best similarity to a boob? I believe boobs, they're not, it's not fat tissue. It's, it's a, it's like a body. It's like, kind of like a body. Uh, you're probably very skinny because if you're a guy and you feel it, it's, it's the better version of a man's tits. I will tell you that. Um, it's like firm... Um, it's like, it's, it, the outer layer feels like skin, but why am I having nothing to describe this with? And people are gonna be like, you've probably never touched a boob before. I'm like, I have, okay. Um, okay. I bet women will come out nonstop be like, he touched my boobs. Um, that makes me sound like I haven't. It really makes me sound like I haven't ever touched a boob before. Fellas and ladies, I have, Okay. I, if I didn't, I wouldn't do this show. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't even put this on the schedule to answer the question, to be honest. Um, and I definitely won't play myself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Mainly because... This is the type of guy you get. So, um, um, it's firm. You remember those foam dodgeballs? It's a little bit firmer, like a really firm one. I'm going to say that. It's kind of like it. Um, let's go back to my booze for reference. Very firm, kind of like you can squeeze a little bit, but it'll a little give and take. Um, but uh, but the real lesson of this, besides me trying to describe what boobs are, uh, the real lesson I want to give you is don't think so lowly of yourself, son. One day you will touch a boob, maybe not even be someone you're dating. Some maybe you'll meet a woman. Um, woman uh, somewhere in. She'll be cool enough to be like, yeah, you can touch him. I can't. She'll learn like you've never touched a boob before. You can just touch mine. And, uh, yeah. Some women are cool like that. Some are not, but some are. Um, but, uh, yeah. So just the uh, main question is don't feel so down on yourself. You will one day achieve your dreams. Okay, buddy? Um, and I really like that. Okay. Do I have a weird relationship with my dog? My boyfriend and I adopted an adorable deaf puppy two months ago. He is such a loving goof. He is such a good-hearted, sweet dog. I'm a resident doctor. Sometimes I work 90-plus hours a week. I don't see my dog much, so whenever I'm home, this dog follows me everywhere, even to the bathroom. I will literally be in the bathroom while he just stares at me. I find it endearing. Anyways, my boyfriend is now accusing me of bestiality. Yes, 
bestiality. He says it's super weird that I allow the dog into the bathroom. I sometimes do my PT charting on the floor next to the dog while he chews on a chew toy and falls asleep right next to me. It drives my boyfriend crazy, saying I'm spoiling him. We don't allow the dog in the bedroom. He has never been on the bed. I truly believe I have my boundaries. Is my relationship with my dog weird to some people? Um, no. Your dog is a normal dog, and you're a normal dog owner. Um, dogs do follow you to the bathroom if they're attached to you. They just kind of, it's, it's, um, because I've been learning, like, I'm, I didn't have dogs as kids, so I'm learning a lot with Frank right now, mm, that asshole, about weird things dogs do. Like, if I let him sleep in my bed, which I sometimes do, um, he'll want to, like, fall asleep under the blankets, like, right up next to me. It's a weird dog thing from, like, their primal days, like, when bugs were, like, more wild in packs, which I can't imagine. I don't even know how pugs have survived in society this long. Their faces just, like, are breeding for snoring. Like, I can't, I don't know how, I don't know how pugs are existing. Millions of years of natural selection has created Frank, and I am surprised every day he exists. But, you know, it's a weird thing, like, he does that, uh, like, he always likes to be, like, he likes touching you, like touching me right on top of me. And I think it's a weird, like he does see me as some sort of alpha figure. And um, that's one thing. Um, the bathroom thing is like, he sees you as a leader. They want to protect you and shit like that. So this is all normal dog things. Um, now your boyfriend accusing you of bestiality. It's very weird. It sounds like he has not had a dog ever before. Sounds like he's the first time dog owner. And, uh, it's weird, like, does the dog not like him at all? That's a good question, because um, dogs can sense that they don't like you, except if they're a bad person. Except for Frank, he has no judge of character. He is an attention whore, and uh, I don't know why we keep him here. He, he's like, I'm good attention today. I'm like, shut up, Frank. Uh, what else? Yeah, it sounds like your dog is normal. He likes to sit next to you. Um, yeah, he likes being, yeah, this is a normal dog. It doesn't sound like... It doesn't sound like, uh, so you said husband, boyfriend, boyfriend, um, doesn't sound like your boyfriend has, uh, ever had a dog and does not know how dogs act. Um, and when he's home alone, um, does the dog not follow him around? Because that's kind of weird. Usually, you know, when Frank's here, he, like, has to spend 24-7 with me if no one else is home. I'm like, Jesus, Frank, give me some personal space not to, like, trick him and shit like that. Um... No, your dog is normal. Um, if you if you if it makes him that uncomfortable, you could uh, not allow the dog into the bathroom. That that will solve that problem. But the dog will wait outside the door for you. It's just uh, it's uh, this is the type of guy you get. So, um, like I said, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, and uh, if you all have kids together, he's gonna be in for a rude wake up call when the kid wants to go into the bathroom with you. He's gonna be like, you fucking the kid, and like no. I'm pooping and peeing. I'm not fucking the kids will want to follow you into the bathroom. I don't know. I've never had that personally, but I've, I've I have friends with kids. I got friends in low places. Whereas Garth would really sing it in his head. I got friends in crawl spaces where the bodies rot and the smell chases my dogs away. So, um, yeah. So, uh, moral of the story, normal dog. Not normal boyfriend. 
Okay, next question. Can I go to a black barbershop if I'm white? I don't know. Normal chain barbershops are boring, and I just see people having a good time in these black barbershops. But, like, would I be accepted, or are you all just gonna look at me funny? I wanna go so bad. Um, so, um, I wanna go into the race part of this verse, and then go into the actual possible hair problems you could have with this. Um, so, um, in regards to going to a black barbershop, mm, necessarily shouldn't be a problem now, just depending place to place is going to be different. If they've never seen a white person walk in before, they're going to be like, hmm, okay, but they'll still, like, give you a haircut. That's not going to be a problem. Uh, the thing for you to be is to not be really weird. That's going to be the main thing you got to worry about is not being super weird. Um, because if we're going to act weird, um, just don't go. It's going to be, it's not worth it. Um, so yeah, it's not gonna be a weird thing. Uh, you just gotta be friendly and like a normal person. So that part, I don't think that part's gonna be the problem. Um, the actual problem I think you might have though, is definitely considering your hair type. The reason why, obviously segregation and all that shit, that's a big play into what's going on. But the also big thing here is, uh, black, every race, every person's race, even every person necessarily, every individual necessarily has a different hair type and, Typically, black people have similar hair types. Men, I mean, we're talking about men here. Men to men typically have the same hair type. Races typically generally have a certain type of hair. Like, I think Asians have a very, typically have very thick hair. Um, white people, for some reason, we're just random, I think, and we can have thick hair. We can have very thin hair. We could have no hair, right? Friends with no hair all the time. Uh, I keep trying to get them into... Uh, getting a hair transplant, but they won't. And it really upsets me. And for them, I will have to say, pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah. So if your hair is in a weird, I mean, like my hair, like I think they would do a good job, but sometimes you could get a barber who's never cut hair of a white person or, you know, my hair is like, I have a lot of hair, but it's somewhat thin, thinner strands. Um, and I got, like I said, I got a lot of it. And, uh, so there's a lot of things. It's just, you know, barbers are trained typically are different with how they cut one person's hair to another. So with a black person, it's, uh, their hair, you know, when they get a cut, it's very different. So, um, you have to keep that in mind. I don't know your hair type. If it's rather on the curly side, I would say, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Um, if not, they could really, because I, I got a friend who went to a black barber shop, and he's like, yeah, they didn't use any water on the hair, which is just like a normal for a like black hair. And uh, yeah, they cut my ear or whatever. So yeah, it's it's possible that that could happen. But uh, um, I'm assuming you're worried about it race-wise, not what I'm thinking. Like, well, will they be able to uh, do it properly? Um, race-wise, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Just don't be weird. Um, in regards to what they could do, I'm like, just saying like it might not, Maybe a, a not a good experience if your hair is not that proper type. So that's the way it is. All right. Um. So my ex said she wants to marry me in two years' time. 
She broke up with me, and she says she's not in a position to be in a relationship right now. But in two years' time, once her degree is over, she said she'd be willing. And she said she'd appreciate a guy who waits. She wants friendship in the meantime, but I presently want to get over her as it's too painful otherwise. Is it unwise to wait? Um, so, uh, here's the thing. Um, I'll say, um, this person kind of wants you to wait for her. She wants to marry you, but she wants to, it sounds like she wants to fuck around a little bit, which I understand what she's wanting, but she doesn't think about, she's not taking your feelings into account in this situation. Uh, and that's going to be kind of a problem because, uh, she's wanting you to wait around for her, but she's going to be sucking dick left and right. That's, uh, she's going to be sucking dick left and right. So, here is some knowledge for you. So, do not wait for her. I'll tell you that. Do not wait for her. Um, fuck around. Fuck around. Find out. You know what they say. The, the Someone wise once said, fuck around, find out. So, fuck around, then find out. But in, you know, in a couple years' time, you see, you know, you, you're single and she's finally ready. Um... Yeah, I think, go back and see if it works out. But I also, like, don't wait on her. Like, she's the one, she doesn't want to, she's not going to ride or die. First of all, ride or die, bitch. And she's not going to do that for you. You don't need to ride or die for her either. But, you know, uh, so, you know, sow your wild oats. And uh, as they, as the old people would say, sow your wild oats and uh, go out there, sleep with as many people as possible. And if fate would have it, you will, you can get back together, and one day you two uh, can be um, like this. First of all, ride or die, bitch. So that's going to be the best advice I can say, but necessarily if someone wants you to wait for them, it's just not a healthy thing going on there. So maybe not, but, you know, at the same time, you, it sounds like it's something you two need to figure out. But um, in my opinion, as a third party, I would say... Um, and she's wanting to, you to wait around for her. She's going to a bunch of fucking dudes. And uh, in that case, I would say don't. Don't do that. Don't do not do that at all. So uh, it's, a, it's a tricky game. But uh, the end of the, at the end of the day, don't, don't wait around for her. Um, be your own man. But if uh, when she's ready and you're down for it too, yeah. It's, it's that weird, uh, it's going to be, it's a weird middle ground that you're, you've got yourself into, my friend. And, uh, at the end of the day, um, you can't predict the future, but I can predict that she's going to be sucking off a lot of dudes. So that's the way it is. Okay. All right. Another one. Another one. Another one. Congratulations. You played yourself. Do people wash their bum instead of wiping after pooping? In my culture, it doesn't sound like you're from my culture, but in your culture, uh, everyone washes their bum with water after pooping using a bidet, yet in the more Western countries, people just wipe with tissue. Personally, I think it's super disgusting because if you think about it, if you had poo on your hand, would you just wipe it away with tissue or wash your hands with soap and water? Like, it just doesn't make sense not to use water and you'd stink like mad too. Does anyone else have the same feeling or is it just me? LOL. 
Oh, buddy. So that analogy is the typical analogy for convincing someone to get up a day. If you got poo on your hand, would you just wipe it off? Or do you got poo in your hair, would you just wipe it off? Or would you wash it clean? And uh, our friend Joshua Casey, author of uh, Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites, um, I believe he is so against bidets. He is 100% against the bidets. He wants to pray the bidet away. If I wouldn't say he is absolutely against bidets. I don't know why he thinks it's gay, probably. But he didn't use the word gay. I have to say that. He did not use the word gay, but he kind of thinks it's gay. Um, but he didn't use that word. So, so yeah. And that's, I just, you know, I used to, I guess it's just a cultural thing. Um, I watched a video on it. Um, will I put it in the description? No, I won't. I'm not going to do that. Um, but it, it, necessarily, it's kind of about, kind of, you know, the invention of bidets. One, bidets were pretty expensive back in the day, um, but now they're super affordable. I think you can get one for $30. I have a more nicer bidet. Um, I would say the company, but if I cannot get a, I want a bidet sponsorship from them, then I'll tell you the company I got it from. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. It's like with the bidet, cause you think it's so weird. Like I told my mom, like, I'm like, hey, you know, maybe for Christmas I'll get you and dad a a bidet, and then my mom's like, well, we're not going to put it in our bathroom, uh, I'm like, well, y you need to try it, it's so much better, um, but yeah, no, I don't know how it went from paper, I, it's just, um, I know obviously bidets were pretty expensive, but now they're not, I don't know why we can't normalize the bidet in the home, um, and yeah, a lot of them are, like, attachable to the toilet, like, I guess it used to be, like, bidets that were built into a toilet, so, yeah, and, like, I have a group of friends, like, we all have bidets, and it's great, and, uh, I'm telling you right now, and it's one thing, too, because if your butt itches, you know, if you get your itches in there, and you kind of, like, ah, I need a wipe again, you know, typically, and, uh, when you use a bidet, you don't have to do that, you can just scratch in there, sniff your fingers, does not smell like poop, it's, it's great, and, you know, I, a lot of times just leave it on for way too long, it's great, um, I think it's, I think it's just mainly a cultural thing that people are not on the bidet train. But people need to join the bidet mastery, especially Joshua Casey, author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites, out now, um, wherever you get books. And it's on Kindle Unlimited, so don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, but yeah, so everyone, I want to tell you, get a bidet, okay? You'll realize, you feel it's just, it's like now when I'm not using a bidet, it's just, I feel gross. You know, it's just like, like you just wipe and wipe and wipe and it's like wiping a marker. Now it's like, now I don't even use toilet paper. I just let it drip, let it drip for a couple seconds, you know, get the majority of the water down. And I just pull up my pants, let my underwear soak it. It's not poo water. I've let it, <laughs> I've make sure it wasn't poo water. Um, I let it on, I leave it on like so long that it's just straight water coming down after that. So... Um, yeah, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And get yourself a bidet, everyone, because, uh, this guy is right, or girl is right. Um, not using a bidet is gross, and we need to normalize the bidet. And if you poop a lot in an office, tell your office to get bidets. It's not, that's how you should be spending your office budget. Uh, if I ever get an office, or any type of commercial building type thing, you bet your ass we are getting bidets in all the bathrooms. Men and women. All of them. All of them are getting bidets. Okay, next one. Boyfriend started following the Kardashians, and suddenly he is into 
big cherries and peaches. The emojis he's putting there. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a year and a half. We have a good, generally good and strong relationship. Uh, when we started dating, or our flirting used to just be subtle touches or text messages. As we got closer and older, we started getting a little more intense and explicit. For example, I called him hot and he'd call me BBG, etc. Big, beautiful girl. Our physical BBG... Oh, I gotta look that up. BBG meaning, okay. Beautiful baby girl. That is way too close to big, beautiful woman. BBWs. Or big black women. I don't know. Is a big, beautiful woman? And then Pog is pretty-ass white girl. So, I can't keep up with you kids. Um, our physical burning was still subtle because we were not ready. We had a code name, Fort Sex, because it makes us a bit uncomfortable to name the action. That's rough, buddy. A few months ago, my boyfriend took the flirting up a notch and by saying he's attracted to my cherry, peach, and... Is that a dog? Oh, and cat. All emojis. I thought it was a dog for someone like, what the fuck? Um, he only sent emojis and couldn't even name the organs. I was honestly surprised because we had an unspoken pact that we don't get explicit. We don't even name the word sex. After his emoji spectacle, he called me his B star 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 star. I guess with a progressive sexual implication, I got mad at him and he immediately apologized and never did it again. Then he started saying stuff like how he wants to make me wet and how I, I am desperate for him to be inside of me. I don't want to have sex with event. I do want to have sex with eventually, but when he says it like that, it makes me feel weird. Plus, his new way of flirting was not anything like the flirting that got us together. He used to call me princess and suddenly I'm a B star 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 with peach. Yesterday, I found out that he was starting, he started following the Kardashians right around the time his flirting style changed. Now, normally, I wouldn't care if he's following any models, but right we, but right we started dating, I made it clear to him that I did not like or respect the Kardashians. I am Armenian, like they are, and a lot of stuff they do is actually against our culture slash beliefs, so I could never respect them. I am confused about how I should handle this. His new flirting style kind of turns me off, and the fact that it may have been influenced by the Kardashians disgusts me. I think I'm usually open to doing new stuff sexually, but when he puts it into words, I just feel weird. This is that was a fucking roller coaster of a of a thing you I've seen. I like I'm getting a you're Armenian, so I don't know, Armenian, I think you could be a little, you sounds like a lot of Christian guilt here. It sounds like maybe some Muslim guilt, maybe. Um, probably not Jewish. Uh, <laughs> um, now this is podcasting. I haven't put that one in a while. I just want to be like, now this is podcasting. Like, it's probably not Jewish. <laughs> um... No, yeah, so it sounds like that a lot of that guilt because it makes me using emojis and censoring 
curse words and shit like that. Um, so the main answer I would tell you is that if, uh, something he's saying is making you uncomfortable, um, tell him. That's all you have to do. Just tell him. He's like, don't call me a bitch, even if it's supposed to be sexual. I don't like it. And i be like, oh, okay. And uh, stuff like that. Um, the thing called following the Kardashians, I don't think he's learned this behavior from following the Kardashians. I don't know if you've ever, uh, been on any of their Instagram pages. Um, none of them are be like, fellas, can you, no, sorry. I have to do the, uh, local fry. Uh, fellas, uh, if you can get me, can you start calling me a bitch on, uh, cause it really turns me on when you call me a bitch. Uh, I don't think they're making those Instagram posts. If they are, I have definitely missed something. I don't think I follow any of them. It's just like weird selfies. I'm like, I don't think I'm not that attracted to any of you, to be honest. I just want to be friends with them. That's all I really want, just friendship. You know, I'm like, eh. Um, so the fact that he's following them, um, you're going to have to deal with that shit because men are into physical or like looking at things. And that's why we follow a bunch of women. on. That's why women are so popular on Instagram. I guarantee you, women. Uh, for guarantee you, women probably have more followers on Instagram than most men. Uh, mainly. This is the type of guy you get. So you're just gonna have to deal with that shit. Just believe it. That's a battle you don't want to fight. Um, he's just wanting something to look at, and uh, he probably still likes you. So I don't think you need to worry about that. And you're like, I don't like how they are how Armenian there. I just you're gonna have to drop that shit around him. It's just gonna be. You're going to be, unless you like fighting, it's just going to be a fight you're not going to win. So I'll just leave it at that. But, um, yeah, it sounds like uh, you need to communicate. That's all. You wrote a whole novel for me to just tell you to communicate with him. Just be like, I don't like the way you talk like that. And then you'll be like, I guess I won't say it. It's, it's that. Some, men aren't that complicated. So I'm complicated, but I'm a catch. And uh, Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Okay, all right, we're on to our last question. Uh, is my girlfriend lying about how many sexual partners she has had? Hi, my girlfriend who I met on a dating site who I absolutely think is amazing has told me that she has only had only one sexual partner and that was about nine years ago who she had a son with. I'm having doubts that she might be lying because of the following reasons. She's really forward in the bedroom. The only way I can describe it is that she's filthy, which don't get me wrong, I love. Uh, before we had a first date, we were texting for a couple of weeks. Anyways, she went out with her sisters one night drinking and said she wanted me to come to hers that night for sex. We hadn't even met yet. Whilst we were first texting and hadn't even met up, she yet she used to sex me quite a bit and send revealing photos to me. Now, don't get me wrong, if she'd had partners in the past, that's none of my business, but I don't know. I just wouldn't like to think I'm being lied to. Also, why is she lying if she's in fact lying? Um, look, so she had a son with someone. I'm going to make an educated guess that they were together for a while and had a lot of sex, so, yeah. And uh, just because she is kind of filthy and really cool in the bedroom. I like that. Uh, does not mean she's lying to you. Um, so I, I wouldn't take be with that. Um, she was getting drunk and she wanted you to come, she wanted you to come over to fuck. Um, I think she was just drunk. Women sometimes do that. I would know. Um, 
I once got like a weird text from a girl. It was like, I want your dick now. And it, like I had to decipher it from the scrambled drunk. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything, folks. Calm your tits. Um, so you can chill out there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, um, I'm going to be honest with you here. If she is lying, I mean, lying is probably the hard part. And, but honestly, the number of sexual partners you have don't matter. It's just a number, and it's probably, if you if you grew up any sort of Christian or anything like that, um, it's like you put sex on a pedestal, your virginity on a pedestal, yada, 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 stuff like that. So you kind of worry about that, but maybe she was, like, maybe really serious, only had with one person. Um, yeah, women typically don't lie like that. I don't, it doesn't sound like she's a slut. Um, women prefer to be a slut for one person instead of multiple people, because, yeah, it's kind of... Um, this is the type of guy you get. I'll give you my honest. So, buddy, I would just not worry about how many sexual partners she's had. Just assume she's telling you the truth until she gives you reason otherwise or does actually tell you the truth about something else. Okay, buddy, just don't overthink it, okay? Just don't overthink it. Well, with all that being said, thank you all, one and all, for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. This is how we end the day. So thank you so much for checking out the show today. Remember, follow me on all social media platforms, at the Shweezy, everywhere. Uh, listen to my music, because I have two EPs under the title. First of all, ride or die, bitch. I got two EPs under ride or die out now. Where are we streaming music at? That's Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, and everywhere in between, iHeartRadio. You know, everywhere in between. You can go check that out. Um... Too. So, social media, my music, follow me on Twitch, you know, check out when I play games. I'm going to start Minecraft soon, and uh, I've never played Minecraft. Grown-ass man plays Minecraft for the first time, and uh, yeah, so obviously follow, but if you have Amazon Prime, connect your two accounts, uh, you get one free subscribe, help out your favorite daddy. <laughs> and you also need to check out the show on Patreon, financially support the show, great way to say thank you for being a friend, and uh, Remember all the free shit you can do, like uh, if you're on watching the show on YouTube, subscribe to the show, leave a comment, leave a like, um, share with your friends. That's a great way to trick the YouTube algorithm. We're trying to infiltrate that algorithm. That's our main goal right now. We're infiltrating the algorithm uh, right now. So, you know, obviously like it or dislike, you know, just state your state your truth. Um, leave a comment, you know, give me your thoughts. I actually kind of, I actually like to hear thoughts on, you know, especially on the highlights, because that's like an easy way to go through that shit. Like the episode, obviously, and all the highlights, everything, just like everything. Um, you can obviously, um, if you're on the audio only, obviously share the audio only. Um, give us a five star, two star, three star, one star review, and then leave, and obviously write out a review. That's a great way to help out the podcast algorithm. Great way to say thank you for being a friend. Um, you know, obviously, let us know. We can do anything else for you. I want to... Daddy is here for you. Daddy. And uh, let's end the show like we always do. Honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home
hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, if you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking Schwoke Lords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said before, stay awesome.